finally at Christmas. That's <coughs> probably why I'm coughing. Amazon COVID. Prime. You know you can watch all these movies on Amazon Prime, Lori. And today, yes, you can. It's Christmas catch. Talking about it right here on two fat gay people rip on Hallmark movies. Right here on Afterthought Media. said at the top of the show this is two fat gay people making fun of hallmark movies even though i'll be honest with you i think we've yet to watch a hallmark movie this isn't a hallmark movie i don't think it oh maybe it, i don't know the point is this well i'll tell, I'll tell you what it saying is we should change it to romance movies because then I, we're not pigeon felt i think no i just think we take it to horrible movies that's what it is Anyway, uh, we'll come up well, with Well, we, if we do that, then we have a we, we can really open it up wide if we do that. Yeah. Uh, but I like this sort of theme of the Hallmark-ish movie. That's the thing. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll discuss it. If anyone has title ideas, let us know. Anyway, uh, Lori, this is a doozy. It's called Christmas. Oh, let me introduce you. It's the goddess of goth, glamour, glitz, gossip, and gore herself, Miss Lori Roggenkamp. Hello. Oh! Oh, 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 God. Oh, oh, God. I'm so clumsy. <laughs> uh, and the, again, this is a clumsy pretty girl. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to do anything. But then that's the thing with these movies. And, and this writer, God bless him. I think his name's Patrick McBrarity or something. It's the same guy that wrote uh, Home for Harvest. Did you know that? <laughs> yes. Okay. Also, uh, was is this right? Was this writer like in from the 1950s? The level of sexism that goes on in this movie, I it's was like, sexism, Jesus. homophobia, not understanding how the law or per- police or the world work. Yeah, you know. Well, <laughs> just yeah, we'll get into it. But yeah, there's definite times where even even in the even the the main character one time goes, "Is this legal?" Yeah. And the one guy just shrugs his shoulders and goes, "We were ordered to do it." It's yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's no. Yeah. And I was like, "No, yeah. I know, I know almost nothing about the law. Yeah. I know that all of this movie mm-hmm. is considered highly illegal." So, no, well, not only that, Laurie. It's well, we have to get into this movie. This movie again. This is another thirteen pager. Yeah. Like, it, oh, a lot of questions. A lot. A lot of. I repeat myself. Yeah. Oh, me too. I repeat myself a lot, and also <laughs> just like a lot of questions. A lot of what? Like, I think in in Home for Harvest, I think there would be uh, peaks and valleys. So times where I was writing furiously, then time when I'm like, okay, nothing's happening. This was yeah. constant writing. I had to like. This is constant. Find, find a way to write and then watch the thing at the same time because I was well, constantly writing. Because I I wanted to make sure that I would ask myself the questions in it. Yes. Yeah. So anytime something came up where I was like, it was a repeat question. So like I have I have like for the fourth time, why are they in a separate house if they have all the cameras <laughs> in the house? That's a good why? point, Lori. There are so many questions about the the plan in this movie. By the way, 
And this is true for all the movies. I, we're going to go over the movie, but I highly recommend you go. We tried to make it as easy as possible. <clears throat> that yes. You should go and watch the movie and then come and listen to the episode. And I think this is one that you, I think you kind of need to watch the movie to, to do this episode. You do because you need to understand stand our nuance. Because I will say, look, I am a, I am a cop drama enthusiast. Yeah. I am a procedural, anything with cop, procedural mm-hmm. stuff I'm in bond board for yeah. this takes all of the fun out of the cop part of it. And, and just, it, I mean, you, you, you could have this be a group of uh, elves and it would have the same, it would have the same logic yeah. as it, if, if they were, as if they were cops, there's mm-hmm. no r- rhyme or reason as to why they're police officers. Other than I think that, Somebody in the props department accidentally rented a giant van. Yeah. I have a feeling that they actually were going to be space. <laughs> we're actually yeah. going to be astronauts mm-hmm. or something fun. Yeah. And then somebody in the props department goes, Hey, we got this van for free for four days. And they're like, All right, we're cops. This is a stakeout. It's so funny. Well, let's, let me give the basic premise of the movie, the basic premise. Then we'll get into it. That way people can kind of know what we're talking about. Um, can I, can, okay, you, you do, no, no, you no, do no, the you actual want... premise and I'm going to say what I think the movie's about. Oh, okay. What do you think the movie's about? I think the movie is about a robot who, it, who is being conned into thinking that she's a real woman. <laughs> yeah. Meets a oblivious man. Yeah. Who, uh, who apparently we learned towards the end of the movie, once he's knocked out, he, mm-hmm. he cannot move. He's paralyzed. Yeah. yeah he can never move. Uh, and then also instantaneous. No, Laura, we can't, we're already jumping to the end. Look, all right. Here's the, you tell, part. you yeah. say what the movie's about. The basic premise of the movie is our heroine. It's always a heroine. Uh, yeah. she is a police officer who works <laughs> for her mom, played by Lauren Hawley of dumb and dumber. And, uh, She's been in a bunch of like really like, I want to say she was a nip tuck or something like that. Like she has a, a, a very uh, accomplished career as an actress. And now she's in these movies and played by Lauren Hawley as her mom, the police chief. And she has a person of color as a partner who once again, in like every one of these movies that we've seen, people of color only serve to help the beautiful white person get their dreams. Yes, the- I and there was a t- point in the movie, well, right in the beginning, where I was like, oh, so there's obvious chemistry between the, these two. No. They're probably going to get together, no. right? No. 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 In no. fact, she goes out of her way to make sure he can't date anybody. Yeah. Remember, she tells her friend, um, he's he's like a brother to me, and you can't yes. date him. Yeah, there's no reason for that. That's a very good point. These are people of color who have no histories, no stories. There's three people of color in this movie. The, the the partner, her friend, and the gay friend. Also, I don't you probably haven't watched a lot of Gilmore girls, but the gay friend is the snooty French guy in Gilmore Girls. Oh, really? Who works at the oh, okay. inn with uh, Lorelai. Oh, okay. So uh <laughs> they have no histories, they have not they just literally lure, uh, live to serve at the whim and pleasure of our white girl heroine, right? Anyway, yes. so she's a cop, and uh, at a singles night, she has a chance encounter somewhere else, by the way. I believe in a random office building. Um, no, at her precinct. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. And she, she, she says she's at inside the precinct, 
and she's just staring at the Christmas tree. Okay, yeah, well, Lori, we are gonna get into this chapter and verse. Okay, okay. So I'm she sorry, meets I'm this sorry. guy, and then it turns out the <laughs> FBI. Well, let me rephrase. Someone from the FBI, someone wearing an FBI jacket, shows yes. up and says, "I'm from the FBI, and we need to investigate this guy. Um, we need to find out all the information about his ex girlfriend." Who we're the FBI and you know what I mean? Ex-wife. We're the FBI and literally the information that you would get on an ancestry.com search, we do not have about this guy and his wife. Yeah. And we need you to find out who we need you to pretend to date him and find out who he is. Uh and because he stole and the, the, this is the FBI, and the biggest case on the FBI is that. Uh, he stole like a diamond encrusted reindeer brooch. Is that how you say it? Brooch. Brooch. Yeah, diamond. Did you brooch. say brooch? I said brooch. Oh my god! You say Are brooch, you a Canadian? Are you Canadian. secretly well, a Canadian? Everybody in this movie—they're trying to be American, but they're like, "Sorry, what are you talking about?" Oh, yeah, yeah. I always hate. I hate that when you when you're watching a film. I don't hate it. I mean, it's not like I hate Canada, although mm-hmm. I kind of do with their snooty, uh, snootiness, mm-hmm. but. Um, the, you're watching a film and you're like, oh, these are a bunch of Americans. And then you, and then they go, oh, sorry. And yeah, you're sorry. like, okay. Uh, about that. What's it about? Yeah. Anyway, uh, so she meets this guy. They have a, oh my God, they're just so in love with each other, which that's a whole, uh, we are, this is going to be another, I hope you have your, your schedule cleared, Lori, because I don't <laughs> know how we get into under this, under two hours. But, oh, uh, I told Star that I was going <laughs> to go walking with her. Uh-huh. And then she called me and she goes, Okay, I'm going walking, and I was like, "Well, I'm starting a podcast. I probably won't be done for like two or three hours." <laughs> Aiden, Aiden, Aiden was like, "I have to." We were supposed to talk at noon, and he's like, "Oh, yeah. something came up. Can we talk later?" I'm like, "Yeah." And then I go, "I'm out. <laughs> like, not gonna happen. I had to clear my schedule for this anyway." Uh, so it turns out the FBI is investigating this guy because his ex-wife stole a diamond encrusted reindeer uh, brooch that's worth three plus million dollars. It's- I don't know how, right? And uh, and they need her to help because they think he's going to sell it to stop this crime. And then well, they the whole- also think that he's going to. They don't have. See, they have no no idea what his role in these thefts were. Yeah, they don't know if he was even involved. Mm-hmm. They they say he has a group of friends that he may or may not try and commit other crimes with yeah. during the Christmas season. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's such, it's such basic information. Yeah. Lori. I could say that about you. Yeah. I could say that you may or may not be committing a Lori, crime. We are the going Christmas to get season. into this. We are going to get into this, but basically the FBI needs her to, to, to they're basically doing a honeypot maneuver to try and get information yes. out of this guy and then it all goes awry. And it turns out that the uh, FBI person who's by herself the entire time is actually the ex-wife. And she was trying to get the brooch back. She had hidden it in uh, an ornament in the house. And then there's a, a the easiest showdown of all. These are the most dangerous criminals. And they're taken down just by like, hey, don't do that. And then it's the end, and they fall in love. I mean, that's essentially the movie. Also, uh, then we can we need to also talk about her plan in general. But yeah, that's base. That's it. That's that's the plan. Well, the woman who obviously is the ex-wife from the get-go turns out to be the ex-wife, and no, none of the detectives research her nope, or nope. look into that. She just walks in and says, "I'm from the FBI," and they're like, "Okay." 
literally, Lori, and I know Lori called me after she watched this movie, and she said, I don't know, she, she, well, right before she finished watching, she says, I was seven, seven minutes left. I just found yeah. out that this woman was, yeah. was an FBI. And Lori or said, they had just revealed. Yeah. Lori said, and I just stayed quiet. She's like, I'm seven minutes away. Uh, the FBI agent has revealed that she is, uh, what's the name of the ex-wife? Bethany. Bethany. And I want you to know that I called it. And I was like, Lori, I call, everyone would call this. Like, it, it was like, I literally wrote in my notes, like among, as I'm furiously writing, uh, the FBI agent's the ex-wife. <laughs> I, I kept writing it over and over and over again. Yeah, me too. I think I wrote it like three times. Like, I'm, yep, clearly even more convinced now that she's the ex-wife than ever. So actually, let's, let's dive, cause we're gonna be here for a while, Lori. Let us dive head first into this movie called, once again, it's called Christmas Catch. As of this recording, it is available on Amazon Prime Video. You can, if you're an Amazon Prime member, which many people are, you can watch it for free called Christmas Catch. And, uh, yeah. And, 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 and once again, uh, uh, I, let me ask you this question. We, you know, between, um, um maybe we can save this for the end, but I want you to think about this, Lori. We've covered okay. three movies so far, Home for Harvest, uh, You Cast a Spell on Me, and now Christmas Catch. And I want you to think about this. Of the th- of the three, don't tell me now. We'll say it for the end. Which is the most watchable? Which one was the most enjoyable movie? Hmm. You know? I'm oh, that's that. tough. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, I yeah. am a big fan of So Bad It's Good. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's and, tough. And I okay. will say this writer, Pat- I think his name's Patrick McBrary. I'll look it up. He might be the patron saint of our show. I want him to write the story of my life. <laughs> yeah. I want him to because he's essentially so. he's essentially a white supremacist. Oh, he a, is he's a proud boy. Yeah, he's a he's gay an proud incel boy. and a proud boy for sure. He's a gay proud boy incel with a heart of gold who just loves Christmas and the holidays and small town. Yeah. All right. So oh, we op- love small town. We open up with our heroine. What's her name again? Mackenzie. Mackenzie. Mc- but they always they call her Bennett. Or Mac or yeah. McKenzie. Yeah. And so that's very confusing. They're at some, now, by the way, this is the smallest town with, I guess, all big time crooks are just coming through this town at all times, right? Yes. And they have to have stakeouts. Yeah. Stakeouts, constant stakeouts, right? And, uh, and, 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 and undercover operations, which seemingly the way that it's treated in the show that she and her partner are completely incompetent. There, I mean, there is that whole at the end of the movie when they go like, "Well, let's get back to work." I was like, "No, you all are fired. Yeah. Like you, you should be fired. You have yeah. not done one thing correctly." I'm not a police officer, and I know that you have done everything incorrectly. Yes. Yeah. I I could I, I couldn't. <laughs> I mean. Just this, just that. Let's just take this first part yeah. alone. Okay, they you know should what? should be fired. Okay, before we could, because I, I know you're right. If I try and do, if I try what I do, what I usually do, which is talking about this first scene, right, this first set, uh huh, and then stop myself every sentence to comment, we'll never get through it. So let me do the first set piece, and then we'll talk. All right, but I have a okay. ton of notes. But she's playing like a Christmas elf who's asking for money, right? She's like ringing a bell or holding the the little pot or whatever. I don't know what she's doing. But she's a Christmas elf at some sort of Christmas event, right? And there's a stakeout going on and her partner Mm -hmm. is like the the criminal is right there. 
He's a counterfeiter, mm-hmm. which okay, I just stopped right now. This comment. I, I've been wanting to interject yeah. so badly. He's a counterfeiter and he's just standing around. By the way, everyone in this movie mm-hmm. is smoking hot. Once again, I'm so commented. hot. I got to stop. But he's a very hot counterfeiter. And they're like, oh, no. You know, his his partner is about to arrive where the person he's supposed to meet. And he's, but he's about to leave. We need to find a way to delay him. So this plan comes up, even though everyone thinks it's a bad idea, that Mackenzie needs to flirt with him. But there's a lot of debate. <sighs> I'm trying to comment. So she decides to go to flirt with him. Mm-hmm. And she's really bad at it. And mm-hmm. he's like, what's going on? And then she fumbles and says she knows his age, which to him immediately means police. Automatically. Automatically means police. And he starts running. He's the smartest criminal in the he's whole He's the smartest show. criminal in the entire world. She not even says his age. She just uh, says something that like any half around way- his. She says, I'm only two years older than you are. And yeah. he goes, how do you know my age? And she could have easily said, oh, I'm just guessing because yeah. of what you look like. But yeah. no, she just freezes and he immediately goes, you're police. Yeah, and runs, right? Yes. And by the way, he is a very athletic looking young man, but she easily catches up with him and breaks his arm. And like tackles him, but tackles him to where she just jumps on him. He yeah. catches her and somehow that broke and his arm. And they land in a soft like pile of bags. He has brittle bone syndrome. Yeah, yeah, they didn't really, they didn't, they didn't he, cover that in the show, but that's milk. the backstory and, I'm giving. And why don't character. we just, why don't we stop it right there? Cause then we go to another scene. We stop it right there. What do you have to say about this scene, Lori? Okay. All right. So first off, it looks like the only person who was ever fired from the police force was the guy that suggested that she flirt. That was the only person. Cause we wait, never see that guy that again. Wait, that wasn't the partner? Oh no. No. It was the guy that was listening on headphones. You're that was right. the white guy. So yeah. they have, okay. They have two guys yeah. in a white van. Yeah. And, and they're both some, for some reason doing, I don't know what, all they have to do is watch this guy, mm-hmm. but they, and the, the black guy's toggling using a joystick to toggle back and forth. Yeah. To look at the guy. It's like, just keep the camera on him. Mm-hmm. He's not going anywhere. Yeah. They have the girl, they have Mackenzie standing to where her back is turned to him so that yeah. every single time she has to look at him, she has to make the biggest turnaround yeah. ever mm-hmm. to look at him. Mm-hmm. Um, then he goes, they're listening in and they mm-hmm. hear him say, it's been over an hour. So Mackenzie's like, Oh my God, he's going to leave. Yeah. So then the white guy in the van goes, you know what she should do? She should flirt with him. And the black guy goes, that's the worst idea ever. Yeah. And. Apparently, I don't know why, but everybody else has seen this woman flirt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nobody, this white guy hasn't, yeah. but everybody else has. Yeah. And the, the black police officer, uh, uh attributes it to the Hindenburg. Yeah. Uh, the video of the Hindenburg, people yeah. losing their lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what flirting is like yeah. for her. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so then she goes up, she first, walks like she is a mentally deranged uh mental patient. Yeah. She's given and no she's given no indication at this point that she is uh somehow disabled mentally or physically no. challenged at all, but all of a sudden becomes completely like enable of walking or talking or anything. And I be I want to interrupt you for a second. When I want to talk about the general premise of this. These bumbling eight cops are there on a counterfeit thing. And I know this is going to be really nitpicky here. 
But that's not something local police would do. No. That is the, the, the treasury department. That's like the secret service. That, Wouldn't you, that be the FBI? It could be the FBI. No, I, I, it used to be, I don't know, it might have changed. Before the Secret Service moved to Homeland Security, they were under Treasury and most Secret Service people are not doing counterfeits. I mean, uh, guarding the president. Most Secret Service are doing tr- uh, counterfeit. I don't know if that's still yeah. the case. I don't know if it's still the case, but that's up until the Homeland Security thing. That's what they used to do. So that would be, it would, let me put it this way. It would at least be a federal agency doing counterfeit money. It wouldn't be local. Again, that they do in these movies, no name random town. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I feel like that's what, look, we could go big with it and basically question, but it, that's going to be tough. Yeah. You know, that's going to be, cause there's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, so, um, I mean, I could argue that the, the, the burglar, the counterfeiter is an idiot for picking a tree, a tree buying center as the location to, to hand off the goods. Like why not pick a restaurant or a coffee shop or anything that's not a giant square where a bunch of people are standing around. Yeah. You're going to get a a knapsack. Yeah. The other thing too is here's my thing is the whole thing is like, there's a debate about whether she should flirt with him. Remember they're trying to stop him to delay him until his, his contact shows up. Right. The guy who's going to pick up the money. So who cares if she's bad or good? It's not like she's really. Tr- That's the thing with this movie is it constantly thinks the fake thing she's doing is supposed to be real. So like, yes. Later on, when she has to date the guy, they're not giving her advice about how to solve the crime. They're giving her advice about dating him. Dating and also, but then also at the same time, anytime it looks like it's going well, they go mm-hmm. back it up. You're, this isn't a real date, and it's yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah, well yeah. then stop giving her. Yeah, like trying outfits and stuff like that. But anyway, in this case, but in particular, <laughs> who cares if she's bad or good at flirting? The point. Also, is, why did they just say go talk to him? Yes. I mean, she she's supposed to be working at that place. Could yes. she just? She walks up and says, "Can I help you pick out a tree?" And he goes, "Do you work here?" And she goes, "No." Why didn't she just say yes? Yes. <laughs> why yes. did she say no? Yeah, no, she said no, and I would no. be, I would say like. Yeah, just go talk to him. Like, what, what, it, I don't, it, it, this, there's so many moments in this movie that, like, the only thing a woman cop is for is to use her feminine ways to trap the man. Yeah. And if that doesn't work, then that, that cop is useless. So then this, this, this counterfeiter, who's the smartest person in the movie. Yeah. He basically goes, is everything okay, ma'am? Yeah. Like, because she's like, now she's trying to lick her lips. But she's like using her tongue to like go all around her lips like a mm-hmm. psychotic person. Mm-hmm. So he genuinely is going, "Are you okay?" And then that's when she goes, "Ma'am, mm-hmm. I'm I'm only two years older than you, or I'm two years yeah. younger than you, or or something like that." Yeah. And then he goes, "How do you know how old I am?" She freezes. Like, don't you think somebody who's undercover should be should be able to think on their feet? Mm-hmm. She never once <laughs> is able yeah. to think on her feet. Yeah. Ever. Mm-hmm. In any scenario no, in no, in that's no scenario. ever brought up. No, never. Anytime it requires improv, not improv like acting skills, but any kind of improvisation like to get out of a jam, she freezes up. They need her, like, things that come up that if any mistake they make, her mom and her friend have to constantly tell her what the right answer is. 
But then ear. they come up with like the craziest answers. Yeah, they they can't just the... she can't just say, "Oh, I'm just guessing based off how you look." Yeah. No, she has to freeze and go, "Ah, ah, ah." And then the guy goes, "Oh, you're a cop." And it's this thing, I'm not a cop. Like she then goes, "Ah, ah, ah you yeah. know, keeps like looking and then he runs and mm-hmm. then she runs after him. Mm-hmm. She runs after him, catches him, and then the the uh the partner who's for some reason, dressed like Santa Claus, that's never explained because he's been in the van the entire time. Goes and actually yeah, cuts him, and that was li- weird. And a little kid goes, "Santa," and I'm like, "Okay." Once, oh. and, and the scene ends on that on that uh, on that dialogue. But you, I was like, "Well, the dad could easily say, like, oh no, that is a police officer pretending to be.' Like, you're easily getting out of there. No one. Yeah. It again. Oh, they they po- they pose these situations that are so." easily solved by just saying yeah no it's uh he's always oh, a police officer pretend to be santa claus and also he's why is he dressed like santa sweetie. claus yeah why is he dressed like santa claus we never find that out so no also why is that kid going through a back alley yeah. and you know yeah. he yeah. looks like he's a preteen why does he still believe in santa there's also, i have questions for that child the child's mother we, well even the child's dad because it's clearly an arrest going on where they're chasing a criminal who could be armed and dangerous he's like this is a good way to go let's go down this street yeah. right here let's cut through here yeah this is a good idea so anyway uh, so the next scene now they are in the precinct they're walking through and they pull like a fast one on you where like the you know the quintessential boss from the police station comes in and she's like you two in my office now and then you i'm not gonna even make you wait for this you find out that the boss is also Mackenzie's mom and oh she, how do you find that out she says i'm your mom and uh <laughs> and <laughs> in well, case be, you didn't be, know before no no it's actually she goes mom and what's funny is she goes don't you call me mom but she's actually just spoken to her like a mother about like her shoes or something like that right or yeah it, it, yeah there's constant there's constant uh relationship blending yeah in this where she is constantly like being nitpicky with her like a mother would yeah and then going but this is your captain speaking and yeah. I would be like, well, if this is my captain speaking, then this is very unprofessional. Yeah. Like you should not be speaking to me this yeah, way. Yeah, I agree. And then, so then she, they, they're in trouble because the perp, the one they just caught broke his arm. And I immediately yeah. wrote here, I said, if the perp is running from the cops who are chasing him and in the, in, in the, uh, in the ensuing struggle to arrest him, he breaks his arm. That's his fault. Well, see, this is the this is the kind of um, cop stuff that I don't like, where they pretend yeah. that people are so nitpicky yeah. that you know a cop can't do anything because yeah. then they'll just get in trouble. Whereas yeah. it's almost the exact opposite. Yeah. Where like that cop could have broken that guy's arm and then just been like, oh, well, I thought he was being violent. I yeah. thought he was going to kill me, mm-hmm. you know, and then he would have gotten away with it. And so to me, it's frustrating because it's like it's making it it's it's kind of putting an ear in the public's uh, head a worm mm-hmm. in the public's ear about yeah. how like, oh, cops are actually like they they don't really they're not violent it's mm-hmm. just what happens when you try and catch you know catch somebody it's like nah, i don't know about that like i think that's kind of bullshit well but well, yeah 
yeah, for whatever, for whatever the reason that that itself is, I, if, if, look, if I was McKenzie, I would have been like, all I did was, was tackle yeah. him and he landed on a soft pillow of stuffed animals. I don't know how he broke his arm. I feel if you run from the police and, and if the cops seem to, to use reasonable force, which it seemed like there was actually less than reasonable force used here that she just goes like, ah, and then they, they handcuff him. He gives, he gives no resistance whatsoever apart from running. Right. Yeah. And, but see, that's how I would have been. I would have been like, look, this is exact, like, yeah. several times throughout the show, I felt like she should have been, this is exactly what happened. I don't understand the confusion. Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. and, and, you know, but she never does that. She just goes, ah, oh, well, it happened. But that's the thing. It's so funny you said that. So, so right before the, the, the mom slash boss brings him into the office, she goes, do either one of you have an explanation as to why he broke his arm? And then Mackenzie starts to answer and she goes, not you. I'm like, you literally said, do either one of you have an explanation? Yes. Then she starts to answer and she goes, not you. Yeah, don't, don't you. She goes, don't tell me, arm breaker. It's like, she should be the one to tell you. She's the one. It happened to her. Like, yeah. she should be the one to tell you that, the, yeah. <clears throat> you know. So, yeah, I don't understand. Also, it's like, wouldn't she have read a report? There's so many times throughout the show where I felt like, they go like, well, how did that happen? It's like, yeah. were you not paying attention to what, you know, like did nobody told you? Yeah. Like, it's so weird. Mm -hmm. So uh, anyway, so then they have a conversation about how much the mom loves Christmas ornaments, right? But that never really pays off in any kind of way. Just, it's just um, a, no, it's just like a constant, like she's constantly being like, ooh, that's Christmas, you know, but, but like it's comes, not really a. This comes up later. In the movie, where the the guy that's who she's into, who might be a criminal, might not be, where she goes, I don't, I don't know why you're into me. Well, first of all, because you're gorgeous, but two, um, he goes, he says to her, "Oh, because you're the only person I know." He says other things that knows '80s movies because because she knew a very obvious '80s reference that everybody knows, and which then, yeah, everybody else was horrified that they had that conversation. Yeah, that she he says that she goes, is that from Ferris Bueller's Day Off? And he, they go, oh, my God. And it's like, why is that a bad thing? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. And then he goes, and also, I don't know any other adult that likes Christmas. I'm like, every single adult in this movie loves Christmas. Like, they're all obsessed with Christmas. What are you talking about? This entire town is Santa's village. How are you saying that? Yeah, even the detective who supposedly is like the least Christmassy of all yeah. wears a Santa suit when he yeah. doesn't need to. Yeah. So then next is now she's going to be going to a singles night because she is like, by the way, once again, this woman is so beautiful. She's so, she yes. actually is like a like an Anna Kendrick type, right? Yes. Yeah. And she's walking into the cop. Okay, by the way, yeah. can we just say what a better place to have a singles night than a coffee shop? coffee bar yeah. where people can be super sober when, yeah. when they when yeah, they yeah, yeah, yeah. people. Mm -hmm. That's always great. But she walks in this coffee bar mm -hmm. and this guy and these guys are looking at her like, ooh, she's hot. And then she like kind of trips and they're like, ah, no. No. <laughs> I don't want to date her. Ugh, ugh. She tripped. Yeah, not, I can't date a girl who who can't walk. Yeah, that's, that's the, yeah. But that's the thing that that's what the movie sees is like the only like like ugh this movie with oh I can't this this writer I almost got to interview him. All right. So then 
she goes in and then she has a vapid com all her f- conversations with her friends, her boyfriend, everybody is super vapid. And she has this friend who is like the standard issue, uh, central casting black friend, you know, kind of like the sister from Fresh Prince of Bel Air, the, the one that was sort of snooty. Yes. Has it sort of like a vibe, about her. but again, she is, you know, uh, the black friend that only exists to help her friend. And the black friend you commented on this says, Oh, you know, while you're here in a singles night, you should, your partner, he's such a nice guy. You should date him. And she's like, ew, he's like my brother. And then correct me if I'm wrong, Lori. She's, she expresses interest in him, right? No. Well, she says it in the same breath. She goes, he's still like my brother. And no, you can't date him. Oh, like, (laughs) and it was like, why can't she date him? Yeah. Why is it? And I would have, if I was the friend, I would have been like, I'm going to date whoever I want and I don't give a shit what you feel like. No, but but the gay guy and the friend just listen to her every single time. They just do whatever she says. They only exist to make her wishes come true. There are several times throughout the show where I was like, I don't understand why these people are her friends. Mm -hmm. She is like putting, she puts their lives in danger. Yeah. She puts their businesses in danger. She's constantly putting them down. I mean, Mm -hmm. she calls that, that, uh, her friend, the, a friend a whore like yeah. at least five times and yeah. so does the gay guy yeah Ugh. no 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 it's they're horrible people but okay then i already commented that she's gorgeous but yet she can't meet anyone like oh she's like oh how am i gonna ever meet anybody well she does kind of say which makes her to me a horrible person she's like what are you talking about you're gorgeous you co- you can meet any guy here and she's like yeah but it has to be magical it has to be serendipity yeah, you know? she doesn't want to be introduced. They're like, well, let me introduce you. No, I don't want to be introduced. No, she. it has to be a random <laughs> happenstance yeah. that she runs into a guy. That, I'm just like, why would you put that kind of pressure on yourself? Mm-hmm. Like, that just seems very, like, you're just waiting for something to fall into your lap. Yeah. Um. And, yeah, and so then she gets a call from her partner, who, again... I think that she has better chemistry with this guy than she does with the guy that she, mm-hmm. she ends up with. Yeah. But she gets a call from her partner and her partner is like still in the van. Yeah. He's always in the van. He's always working. Yeah. yeah he's still in the van and he, she hears some random caroling, but then like ducks into her police station because she says, Oh, I'm in the police station. And she stares at the tree. Yeah. But like the most and- magical, like, Oh my god! Like she's never seen a Christmas tree before. Yeah, like, and it's the time. It's the skinniest tree I've ever yeah, seen in my it's entire whatever, life. It's a, the tree's fine. So the the star is a little askew. The star is like dipping over. So she gets on a very tiny stool to um to fix the the uh the star. Now, okay, I had to change a light bulb sure. yesterday. Yeah. I got on a stool mm-hmm. to change the light bulb. Yeah. I was very like careful, careful. Mm-hmm. I was wearing Crocs and I was like careful. And then I felt my, my foot kind of start to slip a little bit. And I literally grabbed onto something. Yeah. This woman has no self-preservation. No. Whatsoever. No. She's on the stool. She's already slipped in the heels like 45 times. Wouldn't she? I mean, I'm not a woman here, but I, my guess would be, wouldn't you take the heels off before you get on this tiny stool? Yes. And so she um she goes she she falls, she's about to fall and like not just fall, she projectiles. Yeah. <laughs> somehow projectiles herself off the stool 
uh-huh. and lands in the arms of this guy who just randomly is walking out of the police station. Mm-hmm. And she never once goes, I wonder why that guy's walking out of the police station. Yeah. Oh, nope. that's right. Why is he walking around the police station? Because I didn't know of the police station at first. We never find that out. We also yeah. never find out. There's a scene in the coffee bar that I forgot to get to where she goes, uh, you know, my parents, as as different as they are, had a very a wonderful story about how they met. And then her mm-hmm. friends go, yeah. And then just nothing. We don't <laughs> we don't get told the story. Yeah. We don't know any information. Yeah. We don't even know if the husband's still alive. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we don't know if her dad's still alive. You're right. And by the way, let's talk about our hero, so to speak. It's one of these things that on paper, he's very handsome. But when you actually look at him, he is actually, I wouldn't say grotesque. That's mean. But he he is like a C-list, he's a C-list movie's idea of what handsome is. Like... Yeah. It's like somebody you meet in acting class in LA, but it's just like a horrible actor. In fact, that's literally what this guy is. Well, know? he, <clears throat> I figured it out when they did a close up of him, mm-hmm. uh, towards the end. His face is long. He's very got a, a long face, but mm-hmm. his features are very scrunched together. Yeah. And that's kind of weird. There's something weird going on there. Something a little off where like he should, everything on paper, he should be very, very, very handsome. But, well, it was a little suspect to me that they kept showing him in very dark, faint lighting yeah. with mm-hmm. not, and they weren't really showing him face on a lot. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, there's something, the director knows something we don't. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. Then he says he was going to the singles night through a police station. Yeah. And I mean, he, no, yeah. but that's the thing. They never ask questions. These no, are the oh, worst yeah. police, most oblivious, worst police officers. They just accept everything that's told to them. And then, and then he goes, and then it's, I mean, it's just like the guy, the writer was like, let me just pick all the right words to say here. So he goes, he like brushes her hair. So they've just met. He brushes her hair. And yeah. Side, and she goes, you have glitter in your hair. And he's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm like, who's apologizing for having glitter in their hair? And then, and then the part where they goes, it just feels like, and they both say serendipity at the same time. And I no, he like, just says serendipitous, and she goes, "What did you say?" Oh, like okay. she just really, but it's still like a big moment. Like, yeah, it's a word in English. Is it? He didn't make up a word, right? Yes. And then, well, yeah, go ahead. Also, there's a moment where um, she. Uh, where she says something like, oh, you know, this would be an awkward date or something like that. And he goes, this is a date? And she looks at him and goes, uh, I mean, no. But I would have been like, do you think this is a date? Yeah. Like, they're meeting. <laughs> it's like, have you two ever dated? Do you know what dating is? Well, also, she's a cop and her phone is ringing and ringing and ringing. And she's like, ah, it's not important. And then she finally like, okay, I better get. Which meanwhile, by the way, his phone rings once at his house. And he's like, I better get that. Right? Yeah. But the phone is, her cell phone's ringing. She's a fucking cop. And then finally she goes like, he's like, which we'll get to this scene. The partner's like, we've got the other counterfeit guy. And she's like, okay, I gotta go. No one is exchanging numbers. He's not, hey, can I have your phone number? She's not, hey, I no. gotta go, but can we see each other again? Can I get your phone number? Like nothing. It's just like, I gotta go later. But even though she was already in love with him by that point. Yeah. And also, like, what I love is that, 
Yeah, she never like goes like, oh hey, you know, let's meet up. No, no plan whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Oh, I gotta go with the full. But it just seemed like with the full intention that at some point they would see each other again. Yeah. So okay, so now here's my next question. She just walks right out, walks into the van. She's like, oh, I just met the love of my life or whatever, right? And immediately Mm -hmm. my question is, you're telling me the partner was parked in a van. Right next to the police station? Yes. Like, why not just be in the police station? Yes. Well, also, and we'll learn this, they have the best cameras ever. Like, the most, with the most clarity, the most, the best sound quality ever. Mm -hmm. Yet they insist on staking out places. Yeah. It's like, why can't you just be in your house? Mm-hmm. And just use yeah. your cameras. Yeah, just do remote uh, monitoring. Yeah. You know? So, um, yeah, I love, also I love how that they're, like, it's like they've never had a counterfeit person before because they go, I got counterfeit guy. I mean, that's how, what preferred is. Yeah. But, but also, why do they, here's another question. I just thought about this right now. I mean, they're calling her like she is a heart surgeon and a, and a donated heart is coming to the surgery. There are, there are a number of police officers. It's her night off. I mean, this guy, the Santa guy, the partner is easily capable of going and arresting the guy himself, calling other officers. Like, why does it need to be her? Because here's the thing. And this comes up in the next scene. So the way the scene ends, she goes, all right, well, I'll go arrest him. And then we never hear anything else about it after Nothing. That. No. That's it. She just throws We've the person. we washed like, pan that case. Yeah. Whereas, whereas five minutes ago, she was like, humana, humana, humana. When she had to talk to the criminal, now she's just like, uh, all right, let me go arrest the guy. And I'm like, what? It, it just made no sense. <sighs> yeah. It was so, uh, I hated it. I hated it so much. Okay. Yeah, it was dumb. Okay, so now, all right. Wait, wait how did I? Where did I, um, <clears throat> I lost my so many notes. I was, okay, here I found it. So the next, so the next scene, yeah, is I would say possibly I I don't know why this scene existed. I'm going to say that oh, when she wakes up at home. I don't. Yeah, she wakes up at a and. She flashes to the exact conversation we literally watched 30 seconds ago. Yeah. Like, and not just the visual, she just flashes to the audio where we hear the conversation. And then she spends a solid, I don't know, minute, two minutes flirting in the mirror with her hair. Yeah. Trying different various hairstyles. Like, to see, but then at no point goes, oh, you know, I should probably figure out how to contact that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. No. Is like, that's what I'm saying. Like, she was so smitten with him. No one thinks to exchange numbers. No. Or even like, you know what? Even nowadays, you like, what's your Instagram? What's your like social media? Yeah. You know? Nothing. No. No. Nothing. Uh, okay. And then from there, she goes into the office, right? And the, and again, the mom slash boss tells the partner and her, you two in my office, right? Yes. And when we get there, there is an, a woman, FBI agent, uh, you know, a lovely woman 
maybe a person of color. I can't really tell. Okay. She's a person of color. Oh, she is. Yes. And she goes, I'm from the FBI. And we have a yes. big case. Offers no, nope. no, other than wearing an FBI jacket, yep. offers no other credentials. And, and immediately it's, I wrote, um, she is 100% the ex-wife. Well, when <clears throat> my first thought actually was that she was going to be the romantic, uh, foil for the partner. Mm-hmm. So I thought that at first, but then she goes on and on and on about how the ex-wife is so smart and that mm-hmm. she she disappeared and we can't find her and she's so smart. And I said, uh, she's probably the ex-wife. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, because okay, so everyone so she comes in and she says, I'm from the FBI. Yes. Well, uh, first off, she is very curious about all the Christmas decorations. Yeah, super curious. And she and she even brings up a good point, which is doesn't doesn't your precinct have policies about mm-hmm. like the about celebrating religions, you know, mm-hmm. being and the and the guy, the detective even says, well, my captain takes it as more of a suggestion than a rule. And it's yeah. like, well, I don't know if that's allowed. <laughs> Look, I don't know why they, why that was in there. It was just sort of like, yeah, my captain doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Well, and then the cop is just so like, oh, my God, the FBI is here. Now, by the way, this isn't the yes. only movie to do this. It happens a lot in movies. But, like, why would a police department be so impressed by the – are they like, oh, it's just another law? Maybe they are impressed. But, like, to the point where you don't ask for, like, substantial credentials? Like, because we'll be we well, find out later. We find out later yes, that, yes. The, that the criminal partner is a master forger and forged documents that prove she was the FBI. And then they called someone and that person said, oh, yeah, she's from the FBI. And I'm like, what? Yeah. But <clears throat> what's funny is, is that Mackenzie actually starts asking questions, not questions that, like, matter, but questions like, do you really honestly want us to sit in a car, a, a black, like a dark car for, for the time being to stake mm-hmm. out some random guy? And it was like, that's your job. That's all we've seen you do so far. That's all we've seen you do. And she, and the FBI agent was like, yeah. And she's like, oh, oh my God, I can't believe it. Ugh. <laughs> it's like, she's upset about having to do her job, not upset about like, not questioning the FBI, well, just upset about having to do her job. The FBI, who she says is spread so thin that they need to like uh, deputize essentially these cops to be part of the FBI. But again, she's the only one. I want to harp on this. She's the only one who comes from the FBI and she's just wearing an FBI jacket and a badge and tells them that the guy, yes. the guy that she met at the, she, they don't know that, but uh, what's his name again? What is his name? Who? Oh, uh, oh, I forgot his name. I don't know what his name is. The the tall, see. dark, and I guess handsome guy. Um, tall, dark, and scrunchy. Yeah, yeah, tall, dark, and scrunchy. That he uh, was married to a woman. He goes, his name is this, this, and this. They know all this information about him. Um, but his wife, all we know is her name is Bethany. And I'm yeah. like, well, you know that that, that in, in this, this isn't the 1400s. You know, like, in this day and age... I mean, that would be enough. Right? They're like, okay, well, there are marriage documents that you can get you. a marriage license. Yeah, That's that exactly would, what I thought. That Carson, yeah, Carson. His name's Carson. Oh, Carson. That Carson, and then like, 
who Carson was married to, what her maiden name was, who her parents are, where she's from. Oh, now we have this. Now, like, like I would, as a cop, I'd be like, well, couldn't you just look it up? You're a fucking FBI, right? Yeah. Like, that's not hard. I mean, it's, it's, once you have that information, you're done. Right. Which, by the way, I don't really <laughs> want to address this now. Now I'll address it now. They come up because she, she even says like I don't need the I don't know if the FBI says this. We don't know if he, he if he wasn't. Does she say that he wasn't part of it? He goes well. We don't know if she was if he was part of it, but we highly suspect that he was. Yeah, and that he also has friends that he might be trying to do other illegal yeah. things with during the holiday season. Yeah, and also what I love is. She kind of says, under no certain terms, are we supposed to look into the ex-wife? Like, don't don't bother looking into her. She's she's a lost cause. Really focus on this guy. And I would have been like, why not look into the ex-wife? Like, there's so many times where I was like, people need to stop start questioning this. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, exactly. Let's think. Let's think. Let's look back at the impeachment of Donald Trump. The way the FBI works is this, and I know I'm no FBI expert. Is they would go pick up this guy. And they would say to him, they would pick up Carson and they would say, yes. listen, Carson, uh, we have you here, here, and here. We know you have the brooch. We know you were married to someone named Bethany. And for some reason, all of our FBI skills, we only know her name's Bethany. Yes. You need to tell us everything you know, and maybe we'll go easy on you. Where is the brooch? Where is Bethany? What's going, tell us the entire, that's how you, you don't, why would you go through this whole stakeout thing and all that, all of that for a dying roach? I would just go pick him up and say, listen, asshole, you are going to face 20 fucking years in prison because your ex-wife stole this brooch. Now you either tell us everything you know, and maybe we'll knock it down to two, or you are going to go to jail for her. She left you. She doesn't care about you. What's it going to be? End of story. Why would it need to be like, well, now, okay, now obviously we know that she's the ex-girlfriend trying to get information, but don't you think the police would say to her, they're the police, I am not a police officer. Wouldn't the police go, this is really weird. Why are they having, by the way, here's the other thing too, to do a stake, I don't know about a stake up, but definitely to do a, 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 put cameras in someone's home, you have to get a warrant. The police would know that. Yes. did, Did you go to any sort of legal process to put cameras in someone's home and break into their home? Yeah, to do it in their home. Well, actually, you're not allowed to do it in their home. You can do it for like you can get a wiretap, but yeah. that's just their phones. But we learn later they don't even have that. They don't have phones, but they have cameras everywhere yeah. in the house. And um, one of the things I thought. So okay, can we well, also clearly do you want to wait? Or can we talk about the 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 logistics of the crime that this FBI quote unquote FBI agent like this is her, her master plan or should we wait till the end because is, I have okay. a lot of questions yeah, about too. her master me plan. Too. Why don't we buzz through the rest of the movie? We'll ask our questions, okay? Okay. And then because the end is where we can go, like why what why was this? You know, like well, so the I, this is a good point to buzz through because. The basically the F so okay, so the FBI agent, you find out that Carson is the man that caught her at the precinct. So Carson's a guy. The FBI agent, he or so so they're they're staking out Carson's house and Carson calls her. 
because he found her number from the the coffee shop guy. Mm-hmm. And Carson says, like, hey, I know we met, I know we we met at the, you know, the the meetup yesterday mm-hmm. across from the coffee shop, and I just mm-hmm. want to ask you out. Well, so then you get you they bring this to the FBI agent because the phone call was recorded. So you find out that they now are list so you you hear because he goes, do you want to go out with me? And then she just hangs up the phone because she's an idiot and she can't yeah. think on her feet. Mm-hmm. Um, so you hear that part again with the FBI agent and the captain. Mm-hmm. And the FBI agent goes, so how did this happen? How did you guys meet? How long have you known him? Yeah. And it, I would, it's to me personally, I would have been like, did you not just listen to the beginning of the phone call? Because he literally <laughs> just states in the beginning of the phone call exactly how we met and how we know each other. But instead, she feels like she has to be on the defensive. And I would have been like, we already listened to it. Lori. And that happens several times throughout the movie where something happens and it's like, you, we already know the full, it's, we watched it. It's been recorded. Lori, she is a police officer. The day before the event you're talking about, they show her a picture of this guy. The FBI, the quote unquote FBI shows her picture of this guy. And she doesn't say, she's a police officer. Oh my God. I just met that guy last night. I was in the precinct, which he was walking through strangely in the middle of the night. And he, I talked to him. I met this guy. No, she says yeah. nothing. She makes like the biggest face in the world. And everybody just looks at her and goes, what's wrong? And she goes, nothing. And nobody, <laughs> nobody asks any second questions. So then, so now everybody knows that he, he knows, she knows him and he, and they make they they go. I order you to go on a date, not like not like go undercover. I order you, which is illegal. You can't. Yeah. Which as a police officer, I would have been. Well, that's illegal. You can't make me do that. I wrote that down. I go. But, How do you force someone to go on a date? Yeah. But then, and she even asks her her uh, her partner when she's getting ready for the date. Can can she really make me do that? And he goes, Well, she ordered us to. She's the FBI. Yeah. I would have been like, is she? No, none of that. No question yeah, whatsoever. Has, any, has she... anybody called the local uh, bureau of the FBI to make sure, like, don't you think that's step number one is if yes. you are, because uh, I'm sure if you're the chief of police, which is her mom is, that she has, it's not like they're cut off from the world. They have no. a list of contacts at the FBI, at the different um, police agencies where they can call. Like, in other words, for instance, in here in Southern California, there is a, a main FBI office in Los Angeles by UCLA, right there. And they have smaller branches, but it's the main branch. I fear if you're a cop, I feel if you're a cop, you go, let me call the, my, my count, my contact at the FBI, uh, in Los Angeles. Cause apparently what this woman said was like, Oh no, I'm the FBI. How do I know that? Call this number and they'll tell you. And the police chief was like, okay. Yeah. Like she so doesn't then go the like, rest- yeah. Okay. Wait, I want to say something here. When okay. when Mackenzie says, you know, when she finally just fess up that, you know, that she talked to him, don't you think, and we're going to go right now with the premise, because I wrote this note with the premise that the FBI is real, right? Don't you think that the police chief and the FBI would be like, well, then you can't be on the case. Your cover is blown. He met you before. He would recognize you. Yes. But they don't. Well, also at another point in time, they tell her that if she doesn't do this, that they're going to take her off the case and get him a new girlfriend, 
which what I, I would have been like, so how are you going to do that? Like, what are the logistics for that? Yeah. So anyway, so the rest of the movie pretty much is just her going on dates with him and not not being a robot, essentially a robot yeah. with no information or uh, ability to talk on her own. Mm-hmm. And her mom and her partner have to essentially feed her questions and answers to talk to this guy, which at the end makes me go, how are they going to have a relationship? Because the only reason she was able to have any kind of conversation with him mm-hmm. was because her mom and, her, and that detective partner were there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Uh, and so that's it. They just, a very sexist thing about how she has to dress up mm-hmm. and that, you know, if she doesn't dress up and look nice, that she's going, that, that, that he's going to leave her because, oh, yeah. you know, a woman is only as good as, uh, her value is only as good as how pretty she looks. Yeah. So, um, but, but so Lori, anyway, I have, so I have so many questions. Well, I'm trying to get to the end part know, of it. So I know, I know, okay. I know, but I want to ask some questions. So they get a stakeout house. They get a, they rent an entire house. How, and why, so obviously the police department. Well, the FBI, the FBI rented the house, which they don't check up on. No. So, so this woman who's pretending to be the FBI rents a house. Rents a house. And the, and the FBI, and the police officers just show up and yeah. just make it a home. Yeah. But and they the, and they put um they put cameras up in the house that yeah. are the best high def cameras I've no, ever seen in my Lori, entire life. Be, I want to talk about the house across the street, which they so one of the scenes. And they're talking about other things, but they're now moving their shit into this empty house that they rented across the street from this guy's house, right? Yes. There's no furniture in this house. They're bringing cots and desks and everything, but the only piece of furniture that's still in the house for some reason is a fully decorated. Christmas tree. Yes. There's nothing in this house. They walk into the house with boxes and stuff like that, but and it's empty except the people who were there before were like, you know what? We're going to leave for them a fully decorated Christmas tree in this house. That's the only thing over yes. here. And they're like, yeah, that's normal. Yeah, we're going to keep that here. A fully decorated Christmas tree. So, okay. Yeah. Um, I have a bunch of notes we'll skip. Some of them are just stupid. Like, I hate her ringtone. Um, uh, how did he get her phone number? We learned that. Um, I wrote, why did she become an idiot? Um, oh, no one checked to see if she was FBI. And there are no other agents from the FBI? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, I'm caught up to you. Yeah, you, you had gone so far ahead of me that my I have a lot of notes that repeat. Like I said... Um. Yes, she can order her to go on a date. I wrote. I wrote here because the yeah. the friend said that. Okay. Well, there's a seat. Okay, so there's a couple of things I want to address in, in this part where, yeah. when she goes on the date and she has to get changed and she does that horrible, you know, montage of outfits. Mm-hmm. Um, where I guarantee you that was that act those actresses' own clothes because yeah. there's no way that those were clothes <laughs> that mm-hmm. anybody would have bought for her. And she has on a tiger print skirt mm-hmm. and they, they pick this red shirt for her yeah. to wear. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they tell her to bring a jacket. Mm-hmm. She shows up in the van, which mind you is parked literally near the exit of the restaurant, yeah. like so close to the yeah. exit yeah. that when they're walking out, they actually bump into it. Yeah. And, and then the uh, detective drops something and they, and the guy can hear it. Okay. Okay. Wait. I I feel like I know this is weird. I feel like you're going too fast. 
I okay. have so many questions. Okay, so no, so- I'm just saying that the what so she goes into the van yeah. to get ready for the date and the by the way, they are getting ready at two different time time zones. Yeah. He is at the date at night and she is getting ready mid morning. Like that and but they're ma- making it seem like it's the same time frame. It's totally different time frames. Well, okay. So they so yeah, so basically what happens is she has to go on this date. All right. She just finished putting up the cameras in the yeah. house. And she's wearing overalls. And now she has to get ready for yeah. and she's wearing overalls. And it's like they're like, Oh, if you show up in overalls, he's gonna he's just gonna leave. He's There's gonna no leave. way he would find you attractive. And that's my question is why does this date and this and they have several dates in this and we'll talk about them. But why does this date have to go so well? That's what I was talking about in the beginning of the movie. Like, okay, let's buy into the premise that she has to go on these dates to try and get information from him. They are so concerned. They are more concerned in other words. All the time that they spent getting her in the right clothes and how to not be awkward on the date and all that could have spent like been saying like, okay, here's a situation. You need to find this out, this out, this out, this out, this out, this out. You need to ask about the wife. You need to ask about this. But and by the way, like there, she, he, she's okay. We'll have to, I will have to get to those conversations about the wife. But the point is they are so invested in the date going well that it makes yes. no sense. You're like, are you, are <laughs> it you makes police no sense. officers? They should have been like, I would understand if you want the date to go well, because it's like, okay, while you're doing this, your partner's going to be going through the house and searching for the a diamond encrusted reindeer. Yeah. So you need to make sure that the date goes well so that you guys take a lot of time. So that way he has a lot of time to go mm-hmm. through the entire house. Nope. Nothing. Yeah. He's in the van mm-hmm. listening in on the conversation. So is the captain who has nothing better to do. Yeah. Then just to sit at her computer and listen to this date. Yeah. All, all the dates, every all single date. All the dates. And, and go ahead. Yeah. Oh, well, the main point I was going to get to, but what I said before is she, that red shirt that she has on, when she enters the van, it now becomes a full length dress. So she now is wearing a red full length dress oh, yeah. and no explanation whatsoever. I don't know why I didn't. Is this a different time when they call the gay guy or is it the same time when they call the gay guy? When they call the gay guy and yeah. he's busy making coffee, <laughs> yeah. which again, terrible barista. Terrible uh, another barista. movie where people yeah. are te- taking phone calls during he, their job. He, she is, um, putting on dresses and he's on, he's on some sort of amazing webcam that is perched perfectly in the right place at his coffee establishment. And it's yes. only on him. And you don't know this at first. But he's like, oh, girl. And, it, he, and it, it's, it's offensive how gay he is. Like, I felt attacked, right? It's like almost a caricature of a gay person. And he's like, yeah. oh, girl, why don't you go get that jacket I gave you four years ago, right? And then yeah. she's doing And then he goes, uh, oh, yeah, that'll be 475. Here's your drink. Thank you so much. I'm like, yes. wait a minute. Is he working? Is he working? He's making drinks? No, so she she's wearing Did a tighter print. Did somebody just touch his elbow? So the, what, sorry? Did somebody just touch his elbow? Who, what? Somebody touched what elbow? Did somebody just touch his elbow? Oh. That was, that was a you cast a spell on me joke. I know, you cast a spell. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about me, and I was like, uh, what touched my elbow? Yeah. Uh, so he, yeah. He, so there's such a, the, her, her black friend helps her, mm-hmm. and there's such a loss for what to do that they call the friend, they call the gay guy up. And he helps them. So she has, when she's leaving, when she's getting dressed, she has on the red, a red shirt mm-hmm. and some, a tiger print skirt, which looks awful. I mean, it doesn't mm-hmm. look good at all. 
Yeah. And they put her in makeup and everything and they get her out the door. And then when she goes into the car, the, the van, she's wearing a full length red dress. Okay. I, again, no I wanna, explanation. I want to talk about this glow up scene. So what happens is the partner says, we need to get a hold of your hot friend that I'm not allowed to date. And she needs to make you look better. Yeah. She has her orders. Yeah. So, so- not only are they, or not only we find out later that she also involves the barista, the terrible barista. Yeah. Not only are they involving her friend in this, but they're also involving the the gay guy in this. So everybody's lives are. This is supposedly a yes. criminal. Yes. And they're acting like you know they're getting ready for a date with Prince Charming. Yes. Yes, that's the point I'm making. And they're all so anyway. So they send her with the hot friend, or the and 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 and. and, and the friend goes, okay, now bring her, come out and close. I would have been just cause they're, they're on a time crunch. Cause they say you only have two hours before the date. The, if I was the friend, I would have been like, okay, bitch, come with me into your closet. Okay. You're going to wear this, this, and this. No, the friend sits on the fucking couch and says, do a fashion show for me and be silly. Yeah. And they have only a limited amount of time. Yes. And then, and then like every outfit, like, there's something good and something bad. So there's, it's not like, it's like, Oh, that's a total bad one. Yeah. Like there's certain outfits that are just like, that's a nice dress, but she's just wearing a feather boa over it. So mm-hmm. just take off the feather boa. Like that would be me, but you know, whatever. So then they, they're at such a loss that they call the, their gay guy. And then that's when we get to the, the really offensive gay scene. But so then, so yeah, so she totally switches outfits when she gets into the, so she gets in, by the way, that guy, the guy that, you know, while she's getting ready, we're yeah. supposedly supposed to believe that, that her Carson has already showed up to the restaurant. So he's either there on time yeah. or he's early yeah. and he's just waiting for her. And she's just like, she's doing a fashion show. She's yeah. calling her friend. She's putting on makeup. She's going into the car, the van to, to get, you know, information from the, her partner about the thing. And so the mom hands her, she goes, I really want you to wear this. And the mom, it's like a locket, and the mom, and she goes, "Oh, it's beautiful. Is it? Is it a an air family heirloom?" And she goes, "No, it's it's a comp, it's government issued or police issued. It's got yeah. a camera in the locket. Mm-hmm. I want to have eyes on you at all times. Yeah. It's like, well, the locket faces out, yeah. so you don't have eyes on her. You have yeah. eyes on Carson. Yeah. So, um, so they go and they they go to the date." And can we just talk about how shitty these dates are to begin with? They have because zero chemistry. They have they have zero chemistry. They have zero chemistry. Um, she can't talk about anything except for the the, hu- ex-wife. the ex-wife. Yeah. All she does, it literally any any conversation they've had, she's always asking about this ex-wife. Yeah, so, I would be like, so, Dude, what's your problem? Um, there's a scene in the, in the show, which I don't know if, if you got this too, but there's a scene in that, in that first date mm-hmm. where she asks him a question like, oh, so, you know, some, something innocuous, right? Mm-hmm. And the, her mom, the captain goes, oh my God, like goes, oh no. And, and turn and ask the detective, do you have, did you, did you get the cookies I got you? <laughs> now I'm thinking this is a code for yeah. like, we yeah. gotta, we got to figure out a way to, yeah. uh, you know, help this date. No, he just picks up a, a carton of cookies and starts eating. <laughs> yeah. And and then she's con- and then also it's that classic comedy bit where she's confused and repeating whatever's in her ear. Yeah. You know? She turns into Ron Burgundy <laughs> where because the mic is on because she, he put the cookie dish on the button that allows her to hear him. 
which I didn't realize there was a button because yeah. they've just been talking this yeah. entire time. And she gets it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lori. And she just repeats everything he says, yeah. and there's like no filter, and she she can't just discern what information she should and shouldn't say. Yeah, it makes no sense. And then they go back to the FBI agent, and the FBI agent, all she says is, I want you to find out, you have to go on a date with him today, and I want you to find out more information about the ex-wife. But why did so, she, but she is the ex-wife, so why did she get we, information about the ex-wife? Yes, that's why I want to talk about her master plan, because her master plan makes no fucking sense. Okay. Her master plan has no fucking, there's no rhyme or reason for why she's doing what she's mm-hmm. doing. Okay, so let's just talk about big moments and that you want to talk about. So let's buzz through this. So they have this date. Now, I want you to pay attention to this date because it comes up later. They're at this seemingly by themselves, okay, at this yes. date having dinner, a candlelight dinner at this Italian restaurant, whatever. It seems to go well, whatever. And she she is constantly asking about the ex-wife. That's all she ever talks about. And he seems unfazed by this, right? Yes. So then uh, – it says you need. I I don't know. I have so many notes here. Okay, um, to the point where I even said, "What was supposed to happen on this date?" Right, and then okay, I got okay. You got you buzz so he- ahead of me that I'm trying to fat catch up because now I'm at the cookies. I say the girl's an idiot. They have zero chemistry. Oh, okay. So then the 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 date guy says because this makes sense because he has no personality of his own. He goes, you know, um, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you just might miss it. By the way, I, I, I didn't memorize it. I didn't write it down. That quote is so famous. I just did off the top of my head. Two, it's on the fucking poster of the movie. Okay? Yes. And she goes. Three. Yeah. yeah. Apropos of nothing. Yeah. Like, they're talk- he's talking about his ex-wife. And he's like, I don't know. And then he just throws out that line. Yeah. And it was like, and she's like, did you just quote me a Ferris Bueller? Now, okay. That was okay. You know, like. Uh, that's fine. That was a fine statement to make. Yeah. It was it was fine that she remembered it. They mm-hmm. act like this means that it like it's kismet. That yeah, this means that they were meant to be together. Yeah. And for some reason, in my notes, I have like the captain and the partner act like, oh God, they didn't just reference a movie, did they? It's like, <laughs> why is that bad? Yeah, I don't know. It makes no sense. And then, they and, never really give specifics no. as to why what they think a good date should and shouldn't be. Then they walk out of the restaurant, right? Yes. Lori pointed out the van is parked immediately next to the restaurant, like right there, right at the exit. Why would she lead him by the van and lean yes. against it? Why would she lead him to the van? That's like the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my entire life, right? And then it's so dumb. Also, can I just say that one of my favorite things is watching people who don't eat carbs try and eat carbs. That guy trying to eat that breadstick in the restaurant. Yeah. Like, that was pretty funny. He like barely nibbles on it. He's like, Oh, you got to try this bread. It's like, mm, okay. You barely then, touched it. And then they, for some reason, she's okay with this. And they lean against the van and the guy drops the cookies. And by the way, who would notice? Every guy in this movie, like whether it's the criminal or this, uh, or what's not, what's his name? Connor? What's his name? Uh, Carson. Carson. Immediately, if anything out of the ordinary happens, goes cops, you know, or something like that. So, like, the guy drops cookies. I would have thought, oh, there's a homeless person in this van. Let's just keep walking. 
let's get away from this van. Maybe we shouldn't lean against someone else's van that isn't yeah. ours. Immediately, like, what's going on? There's some sort of fucking noise in there. Let me go fucking see what's going on and kick that guy's yeah. ass. And you're like, what's happening? There's, there seems to be a noise in this truck. What, what do you think it is? Let's look. It's like he wants to inspect it. And it was like, but then again, also like, this is the only time I would say she's actually ever quick on her feet is like, Oh, the, there's somebody we, you know, it's a work truck. So we probably knocked a wrench off the, you know, whatever. That's what any normal person would think. And it's just like, Oh, okay. Whereas the guy is like suspicious sound. Meanwhile, We'll realize later that there a huge fumble happens where she has to admit that she's in the space academy, and he's just like that checks. Yeah. I'm good with that. <laughs> Suspicious sound. No, I need to investigate yeah, but- space academy. No, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So and then so then they does he? Why does he leave all of a sudden? Well, he he leaves because she he goes in to kiss her and she doesn't she doesn't let him and goes. You know what? You're right. I am moving too fast. And then he's just, and then they don't make plans for the future. Well, they she, just she, are she like, okay, gonna go, night. Yeah, he's, she's going to go to the coffee shop and tell all her friends about the. Oh, that's right. She's going to go. Yeah, he offers to drive her home, and she goes, "Uh, no, I'm going to go to the coffee shop." And yeah, but and by just, the way, like every single time he asks her a question, mm-hmm. her first response is to be like, "Ah, uh, I uh, uh. <laughs> like it's like I would be suspicious of that." <laughs> So here's the thing too, and this this is not the first time this happens in this movie, where like the person walks away and there's no let me give it a beat to make sure he's gone. She just no. walks ten feet away and she's like, I'm gonna walk in the van now. <laughs> like he literally as exits frame of the video of yeah. the camera, right? Yeah. So that maybe means he's maybe twenty feet away yeah. from her. Yeah. And she turns around and rocks it, runs into the van, and it's like Opens the door, so he could have easily turned around and been like, "Hmm, she went into that van." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. So, uh, so then you know, so then they make her go and uh go to the coffee shop. Well, because they're saying the the FBI is saying you have to meet with him and you have to <clears throat> you have to talk about his ex wife. I want to know more information. Yeah. So they go, okay, well, should we do a lunch date? And they're like, no, lunch dates are between friends. Coffee? Yeah, that's right. It's like, coffee's what? better than a lunch date? I don't know. It made no sense. Lori, here's the other thing, too, because they want everything to be at that Fakakta coffee house. But before that, when they wake up in the morning, the partner's asleep on the couch, and she that's had right. been, she's been, like, staring into his window through binoculars, and I well, really, he, she's not even looking at the binoculars, though. She's she's just counting the breakfast that he had. Yeah, or something. And, and she goes, yeah, she goes, oh, he, and he, I didn't write it down here, but she says, oh, it looks like he's doing this. I'm like, how would you know? Well, he's going to make a phone call or something like that, right? But anyway, um, what I was going to say is they have cameras on in that entire fucking house. If you want to spy on him, look at those cameras. Why would you? That's a, yeah. That's exactly what the guy does. He gets up and he looks at the cameras. He doesn't look at, he doesn't look through the binoculars. Yeah, but then he goes, that, okay, this is my favorite thing. So the partner asks her, he says, good morning. She goes, I'm just making this up. She goes, so far, he's walked around the room three times. He's had breakfast. He made a phone call. He did a crossword yeah. puzzle. He took a shower. And then he goes, oh, okay. And he goes, so anything going on? I'm like, he, she just listed everything he did the entire morning. Yes. And also, well, actually, no, this isn't, this is the second time. I'll get to that. 
the uh so then so then they go on so Coffee she day. has to let her friend know mm-hmm. that he's a criminal yeah and he's just like well is he dangerous no no no, no. it's no. like you don't know that yeah so so then the the um they show up for coffee and he goes uh and the guy uh and the guy starts acting super weird and yeah. he's cuz he's like not a good actor i guess yeah and um he's like and and the guy's like oh why is he acting so weird and she goes i don't i don't know <laughs> Yeah, and the guy weird. and the Carson goes, "Oh, you must have talked to him about me last night." And she goes, "Ah, why? Ah, why?" And, and, he, and the partner has to go. Remember, mm-hmm. you told him you were going to come back and talk to him yeah. about her. It's it's like she she has no no memory of any events whatsoever. Lori, she can't keep one thought in her head for longer than ten seconds. Lori. So she gives the the coffee barista, the gay barista, who for some reason is manages to give her advice about her clothes and make very complicated coffee drinks, but he can't seem to remember that to not to admit that she's a cop, right? But that's where he messes yeah. up. He goes, when she was in the academy, and the guy goes, the academy, and Lori references, and then she goes, uh, the space academy. And he's right. He just goes, yeah, it seems okay. That sounds right. Yeah, that's anyway. right. Well, also what I love is the question was it. Where did you guys meet? It was yeah. how long have you known each other? And they, she doesn't even answer that question. He goes, Oh, we met at a, ta- at a play, a jujitsu self defense class. Oh, cool. Not, I would have been like, So back to my question, how yeah. long have you guys known each other? Like, yeah. it's like, we don't know. We still didn't answer the question. But then here's the deal is the guy, apparently, the barista, when he does the Space Academy thing, apparently puts his foot in his mouth and possibly you know, puts his friend's life in danger and, uh, you know, jeopardizes his entire case. If that were me, I would be, I wouldn't say it, but I'd be literally like, exit stage left even. You know, I'd be, how do I get out? All right, I got to go make coffee. Bye. You know, if he just stands there and stares. Yeah. I also, again, this is the middle of the day. I also love that the captain has all the time in the world to watch this happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, no, there's no, uh, there's nothing else going on in this city, Lori. Nothing else going on. Okay. So what, so then what happens is then, so they're having this coffee date, space force, whatever. Then there's this random guy who is just walking around super creepy looking around outside. Lori, are you still there? I feel like you got distracted by something. Yeah, sorry. I just got an email from work, and I always get worried about that. But it was just, it was nothing. So. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So, but then again, can we can we go talk about how like again this date is all about the ex wife? Yeah. All so the all they wanted, all she wants to do is find out. And she and she goes like, so like, why did your wife leave you? And he goes, mm-hmm. oh, you know, same old, same old. She goes, no, I I really want to know why did your wife leave you. Yeah, and it was just I, I like have, I would I have, have been like, uh, "That's personal." Yeah, she says, "I have nosy friends." Yeah, that's right. And then, and I would have been like, "Well, your friends should shut the fuck up." Yeah, okay. and then what's you know. funny is then he doesn't know her. He's been on like a one official date with her. Now that coffee, and he just goes right in and goes, "Oh, uh, you know, we used to do crimes." Yeah, <laughs> just tells her he used to be a criminal. I used to, well, he tells her he used to fence, yeah. uh, I knew people, 
who stole things and I knew people who bought things that were stolen. And she yeah. goes, Oh, so you fenced goods, which by the way, again, I would have been like, Hmm, interesting that you would know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, are you a police officer? No, that just checked. He's like, yeah, way, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, that's what wait, I mean. Wait, 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 wait. I just thought of this. Do we know of a cover story that she's given him? Like, does, has he ever no. asked her a fucking question? Like, does he know where she works? What is her fake job? She all, the only thing he knows about her is that she, well, that now the only thing she knows about her is that she wanted, she wanted to be an astronaut. Mm-hmm. And she also has friends who own a coffee shop. That's it. Have we, have That's we had the part knows. where they're walking down the street and they see the Christmas ornaments? Uh, is it down the street or when she comes to his house? Oh, I don't know. But at a certain point, they realize that they, that, that she loves Christmas ornaments and she talks about a specific ornament that she wanted or, cause there was a part when she was in the house and she saw that he had the same ornaments. But, um, yeah. Okay. So then this creepy guy is wandering around outside and then he, can we, walk- okay. Can Go we ahead. say the tiniest, creepiest man ever? Very tiny. Yeah. Very and tiny. to the point where the woman actually is taller than him. Mm-hmm. And then he walks in and then they have like, you know, on Curb Your Enthusiasm, where like when Larry has like an awkward conversation and they give each other that eye, like the, yeah, I've got my eyes on you, kind of thing, right? That's essentially the look that these two are giving each other, right? And, yeah, and it's just really uncomfortable and weird. It's super bizarre. And then she's again, just to to quote you, she's just like, <laughs> don't know what to say, right? And then my favorite part is the mom, the the police chief mom is like, yeah, I know that guy. He's like a very famous safe cracker. Yeah, and it's just like what she just knows all criminals and who they are. Also, but again, she knows him, doesn't recognize the, the Bethany. No. At all. No. And they work together. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, he, and she actually taught him everything she needs to know yeah. that he knows. Yeah. No, here's, so, the, here's the other thing, you know. too. Yeah. Here's the other thing, too. Is, and I guess we'll get to this when, you, when we get to the part that you want to get to the most, you know, which is their, uh, the, the the everything of this is I still don't know the I don't know what the ex-wife's game plan was but also more importantly the ex-wife is setting this girl up to go get information and then it seems to be the ex-wife then constantly sabotaging the very plot that she has set up why would she send the safe cracker into the coffee house why would she force that? Com- why would she force that confrontation? Oh, you think she did that? I could see that. I I didn't even think about that. Oh, um, did you, oh you, think, he, you think she didn't? I think he just random. He saw saw him because remember he was like walking by and then just randomly saw him in the in okay, the coffee shop. That's fine. Okay, so he sees him in the coffee shop. He knows why he's there. Don't you think the safe cracker would be like, "Ooh, I better get out of here. We don't want him to know we're here." Yeah. Well, that guy also seems like an idiot. Yeah. So. And, but I mean, the, the plan of this woman so far, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, is to infiltrate and pretend to be the FBI, infiltrate the police department, pretend yeah. to be the FBI, mm-hmm. all right, mm-hmm. to gain access to the house to get the diamond encrusted reindeer that she knows, mm-hmm. she knows where it is. She, she knows it's where it on. Is. Yeah. Yeah, she knows it's on the inside this ball that she must have forged or somehow mm-hmm. cut 
you know, in half somehow mm-hmm. without his knowledge. It's a child, mm-hmm. like a childhood ornament. Mm-hmm. And so, or a storage unit, I guess, because he says that he went to his house to get his, to his storage unit to get more supply, more Christmas supplies. Yeah. And, um, so she, she needs access to this to get, to get to it. But along the run forces this woman to date her ex-husband and then keeps asking her to find out information, not about the reindeer, but about her. <laughs> Yeah. And Wait, then- <laughs> you're jumping the gun. Okay, so let me go back to this scene. So what happens is, okay, what happens okay. is that, and then this guy walks in, they have the conversation, and then the uh, Carson is like, you know what? I'm really upset. I want to go. And oh, by the way, much to their credit, the one good piece of police work, I guess, kind of, is the mom sends the partner in there to be there just in case something goes down. So yes. he, also, he, yeah. the bad guy, the t- teeny weeny bad guy takes off his glasses. Yeah. Like that's the bit, like that's like the, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> we got yeah. it. It's, it's on and popping now. Yeah. It's like, well, mm-hmm. I, I look up until the last part of the movie, I honestly was like, there's no way this guy could take, I mean, all this other guy has to do is fall on him and he could seriously hurt him. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, you're right. So, so he's standing around pretending to be on the phone or he's going to order. That's fine. So then Carson goes, I got to go. I'm out of here. She's like, okay. Yeah. And he leaves. Once again, he walks 10 feet away. He's probably not even out of the fucking goddamn coffee shop. And the no. partner slides right into the table like, oh, my God. Can you believe what just happened? I'm like, this is, this is the worst cops I've ever seen. He has to. I mean, honestly, he goes to the, as we've seen, the way that you exit is you have to walk down a flight to where you have, you then will see all of the other people again, because you're walking down this slope. So, because remember when she exits the coffee shop before and she says bye to everybody uh-huh. and then she walks behind them and then walks back down the exit and nobody looks at her because, you know, it's like, well, we don't want to see her again. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we've already said bye. Yeah. So she, he has to do that. And he and the guy pops out, so it's like he's walking down the slope. He sees you. Mm-hmm. He knows it's you. So unless he's just like picking a point on the wall and staring at it, yeah, he knows that that she's talking to another man now. Yes, that's what I'm saying. It makes it, it makes, makes no, no sense. <laughs> okay, it makes no sense whatsoever. Okay, what does this mean here, boy? Is but something's up to something. He's going to make a phone call. Hmm. No, so then he uh they're they're tailing him again at the oh, house. Yeah. And they're like, oh, he's up to something. He's making a phone call. And, like, and Mackenzie goes, This late? <laughs> yeah. Why does that mean he's up to something? He's making a phone call. Well, it's late at night, Joe, and all, we always know that you only make you only make illegal right. phone calls late yeah. at night. But then he lands up calling her. Right. Then he ends up calling her, and then he even apologizes. Goes, I know it's super late, but yeah. I just want to talk to you. And I would be like, I want to know what time it is. I would love to know what time it is because if it's like if it's after midnight, I could see maybe having that conversation. If it's yeah. before midnight, it's like, yeah. what time do you guys usually go to bed? Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. So then, now at some point, the FBI is like, this constantly happens. This is not the only time where she comes back, she reports on the day, and the FBI is like. That is horrible. You, I'm going to take you off the case. You're awful at your job. You need to go on another date. 
Which I don't. Again, I know you're gonna go. You got you have a big speech in, 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 inside of yes. you about the master plan. We will get to that. Let's get to. We're almost at the end. Okay. But also another thing. Again, this brings me back to my first thing, where mm-hmm. like the guy. So that guy shows up, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 you know all that commotion happens. He goes home. He doesn't want to have to. You know, he doesn't want to talk to anybody. He says he's going to work, but then we find out that he stayed home and he called in sick from work, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So then they bring this to the FBI agent. Seemingly, you hear the last part of it. So you you assume that they've now told her everything they know yeah. about what just happened. And she has so many questions to the point where I've been like, did you not hear the beginning where we said that he ran, he walked into the coffee shop? Yeah. Like they're still like, how did they meet? When did they, when yeah. did you see him? How long have they known? We, he just, I told you, he yeah. just walked into the coffee shop. Yeah, I know. Like nothing. Um, oh my god, so annoying. So then they have to go into the, but this time he wants to do the date at his house and they're like, oh my god, the date's gonna be at his house. And I'm like, what's, what's the big deal? Well, they act like it's, he's in danger. See, the thing that I get frustrated with is that they keep trying to tell, it's like they're almost trying to tell the audience. Now remember, he might be a criminal, but yeah. then everything they do shows that he's not a criminal. Yeah. He's nice. He loves Christmas. Mm-hmm. He's constantly, he's, you know, he, he's worried about his friendship. Every single yeah. time he talks about his stuff, yeah. he says that, that, that was his old life and he doesn't yeah. want to be a part of it anymore. Yeah. But then they keep going back to the fact, well, he's a criminal. We don't know what he's capable of. Yeah. It's like, eh, I feel like you need to start reading what you're writing. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 So then they go on a date to the house and again, this Mackenzie, she's harping and harping on the fucking goddamn ex-wife. Again with the ex-wife, right? And then he he says to her, he he, he pours it, he he bears his soul again. Still doesn't know where she works, right? Still mm-hmm. never asked her a fucking question about herself. Which and never think, like, hey, my my ex-wife's a criminal. I wonder why this random woman I bumped yeah. into at a police precinct is all of a sudden interested in what yeah. my wife about yeah. my wife. Yeah, no, never thinks about it. Never yeah. once. So then, uh. What happens is uh, then he gets a phone call on a landline. And I'm like, which he immediately has to take. Yeah, he has to take. By the way, she had phone calls from like the people saying, uh, Molly, you in danger, girl. Get out. And she's like, oh, God. I'll he gets, take it later. The phone rings. And he's like, oh, I better get this. Which, by the way. But I love it. It's a landline that's only in his bedroom. Yeah. There's only one phone. And it's, yeah. And he has a landline. He goes and answers. He comes in. She, he She's trying to listen. And oh, because well, they right. have wiretaps, but it does it's not working. Yeah, they're so not working. somehow there there's something going on where they can't hear the phone call. So then she goes, she she immediately goes, I know, I'll walk up and see if I can hear it. Well, she walks so slowly, but the, mm-hmm. by the time she gets to the room, he's done with the phone call. Don't you think that'd be a longer phone call too? Because then he walks in, he goes, Oh, sorry, I scared you. And oh, before that, by the way, he says to her before the phone rings, he goes, You're the first woman I've told. Um, about the whole about, about everything, ex-wife. right? And then she goes, "Oh, really?" He goes, "I haven't been on a date." <laughs> like, well, she's the first woman you told because it's the first date you've been on. Like, yeah. It's not also, like she's the first woman you told because she won't shut up about why your yeah. ex-wife left. Yeah. So, but so then, but then he's like, what, "Here's what I don't like. I don't like the the when they do these weird turns because, mm-hmm. like, he's like super like, oh, sorry, didn't mean to, you know." Do you mean to bump in you? And yeah. then he's, and then she goes, Oh, no worries. So, uh, who was that? He goes, Oh, it was Bethany. 
Yeah. And she goes, Oh my gosh, is everything okay? He goes, Oh yeah. Same old, same old, you know, uh, just hi. How are you? Your girlfriend's a, a police officer. Huh? Like just automatically turns. It's like, yeah. why was that turn? Also, if I was her, if I was Mackenzie, I would have been like, we're not boyfriend, girlfriend. Like yeah. we've been on two dates, maybe. And I would have been like, you're under arrest. She but is then the worst police officer. Well, I've this ever was her seen. argument. Yeah. Okay, so you say you're a pol- you say I'm a police officer. Okay, yeah, she's the same old, same old. Oh, and uh, you're a police officer. What? No. What? I'm not. No, that's not a. I'm not a police officer. What? That's her response. That's well, a, no, not Lori, like, no, 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 Lori, no, Lori, in a relationship, nothing. No, Lori. Okay, no, I'm gonna try this again. Wait, let's do this again. Okay, now, I, okay. I'm, you're, now we have to do sound effects. Okay, now ask me, ask me uh, if I'm just do this ending with the cop. Okay. Oh, nothing. You know, just how's your family? Also, your girlfriend's your a police officer. <laughs> no, I'm not a police officer. What? I'm not a police. A police? No, I'm not a police. Hey, don't tell me that. Okay, she might be a lot of things, but she's really good at this thing. She's really spot on about the, about people I date being police officers. All right, here's a deal. I am a police officer. Uh, we think she stole the entire thing. Let me tell you the entire case right now. Uh, we think you're a criminal. We've been we put cameras all over your house. Uh, we actually uh, rented the place across the street from you because we were spying on you the whole time. And uh, in fact, there's a van just down the street where there's a guy parked listening right now. And uh, yeah. I'm going to tell you the entire case we have against you. Right so now. you mean you never, you never wanted to go on a date with me? Oh no, I totally loved you. But I... you said you were ordered to go on a date with me. No, please, please, I did, I did want to go on a date with you. I did, I did, I really did. You know. I'm fine with you putting cameras in my house filming me naked, but I will draw the line at lying. Please don't do this. I will draw out of my house. I will give you a moment to collect your things. I want you out of my house. Um, Wait, hold on, hold on. uh, Hold on. Let's do this correctly. That was that was her getting in her car, hitting the van. Oh well, yeah, she's, she's really clumsy. <laughs> yeah. So uh, here's what I love yeah. about that whole thing is that she never once tries to be like, "Hey, you, no, he's jealous. She's just jealous. Nothing." Also, like, doesn't bring him into custody. No. Doesn't worry that this is somehow gonna gonna you know, cause a riff in their investigation, mm-hmm. doesn't do anything, just leaves, leaves him. Yeah. They leave, they get in their van, they drive away. This guy that they've been tailing, mm-hmm. now all of a sudden, just because he found out that they're police, they're no mm-hmm. longer going to tail him? Mm-hmm. No. That well, that's the thing, too. Sense. They send this cop in to a house with a person they think is a criminal 
they don't have cops just sitting around the corner in case it goes wrong? No. Also, like, again, they think he's a criminal. Yeah. So they're totally fine just leaving. Like, I'm not joking. They pack up. They yeah. leave. They come, they send somebody to pack up all. So are you telling me that anytime there's a stakeout, all the person has to do is find out that they're police? Yeah. And then they have to pack up and leave. And they send there's random, no- ex- yeah, they send random extras in to collect all the cameras. And, and he has to sign something for some <laughs> yeah, reason? Yeah, if he got cable installed. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so anyways. Uh, yeah, remember, they think he's a criminal and he tells the cop to leave his house. Yeah. And she does. Yeah. She leaves his house and takes away all the stuff that she was using to spy yeah. on him. Yeah. So, you know, I I don't know. I just think that, like, it, it, there was no reason why they, like, no, none of the police officers were like, why are we tailing this guy? Shouldn't we tail the safe cracker? Yeah. Shouldn't no, we tail no, the, you know. No, no one, no. no. Nobody was like, hey, it's, I, I mean, even, I mean, they even mentioned it in the thing. It's like, he doesn't really seem like he's doing anything illegal. Yeah. And then, and then he calls, he makes a phone call late at night, and that's suspicious. Yeah. And then, yet, yeah, he interacts with two with two known criminals, he acts. He interacts with a safe cracker in front of a police officer at a coffee house, and B yes. has a phone call with a known criminal who they're trying to get a hold of with Bethany. And they with don't Bethany. bother tapping the phone nope. line. No, nope. and there's no like we we, we that, that's enough to arrest him. Yes. Okay. Can we finally go into her her master plan? The because okay, we should also preface this. By saying that while they're at the dinner at his house, he says that Bethany is very smart. Yeah. And, and she got a lot of the, the, basically taught all the people in her group how to commit crimes. So they didn't have those skills until they met her and she taught them how to commit crimes and she taught them how to get away with it. Yeah. Okay. I think you're ready going this. Let me hold on. There's a couple of things I want to say. So after, okay. after Mackenzie leaves, Carson's house because he asked the police the criminal asked the police officer to leave so she leaves yeah yeah there's a whole like montage scene of her she's really sad she's in her feelings because of what happened right yes and first of all we learn that she's on suspension she's suspended for what what is she suspended for Lori for the optics he said the partner says that he says you know we're gonna have our we're gonna come back in the new year we just have to be suspended for optics. Okay, there's what that. are the optics? I don't know to whom in this tiny town. Number well, two, I mean, other than other police officers who are like that lady's obviously the ex-wife. Why aren't you guys investigating her? Well, the, she only has to deal with you. Yeah, and then the other thing too is um, he says, well, all the information now. We lost all the information we worked for, which, by the way, they got no information. But all they the had zero information. We, we got all the information we lost now because of you. We lost it. I'm like, why? How? What? What, what did you guys have? I, I would have know. loved a detailed ex- de- description of what they had and what they lost. Okay, because they didn't. Ha- they didn't follow up on a goddamn thing. No, I don't even <laughs> know what they learned. They just learned he had an ex-wife who she was a criminal. Okay. Yeah. Next. So she's going through her things. And this is my favorite part. She's going through her things and she pulls out a paper printed photograph 
of them at the restaurant on the first date. Yeah. And I was like, who took this picture? <laughs> what did you get this from a security camera? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also, I could maybe see if this couple like sitting by nearby was like, hey, I was on my phone and I thought you guys looked cute. So I snapped this picture. Here's this picture of you guys. No, it's a printed like photo, like a photograph, like using old timey photograph. So yeah, somebody, somebody took, somebody took that photo yeah, and sent it to them. Took it to Photomat, right? Waited, you know, two or three days, went, picked up the, the packets of photo that got developed, okay? Said, oh, that's a cute picture. Let me give it to them because they didn't take the picture because they were having no. dinner. And then the police officers accepted the photo with no rhyme or reason as to yeah. how it was given to them. Yeah. And she just saves it in her personal files. Yeah. yeah. And she's known this guy for a week, and she's like already. And it looks like a faded photograph. I'm like, who took this picture? Why? Why is it? She also, she also knows this guy for a week, and all she's asked him about is his ex wife. So why is it that she's so misty eyed about losing this guy when it's like you only know about you don't know what he you don't know his job. He he said multiple times, I have to get back to work throughout Mm -hmm. the the show, and she never goes. What do you do? No, never. Well, not yeah. once. Not a single time does she ask him what he currently does. Yeah. So he could be like a serial killer, and nope. she wouldn't know. Nope, she wouldn't know. Now, uh, yeah, that's right. we don't even know what Carson does. You're right. And then they go, "You're on administrative leave," and then they go, "You almost got fired." And I go, "You know, there are police unions, unions, right? Why would she almost be fired? What did she do wrong? This is what did police. she do? Well, because she told him he was a poli- she was a police officer, and that's a no no. But then you would think." You would think that if that this was going through the higher ups and yeah. if this was the thing, they would be like, who is this FBI agent? <laughs> why is this? A, why, why did you just take lead from this one FBI agent? Yeah. Can we talk to this FBI agent? Can yeah. we, you know, no, nothing. Yeah. It's and all done in house. There is this weird scene. It's not a weird. It's just a dumb scene that she goes to the friend's <laughs> coffee house. And she tells them everything's going on. It's for exposition. But then she walks out of the coffee house and the dumb friend is just smiling the entire time. Like, your friend is suspended. Like, it's why heartbroken. Are you smiling? Yeah, heartbroken. She's smiling like she just fucking big shit eating grin on her face. Okay. Well, because I think secretly she hates her. I yeah. think secretly because so she won't let her date that guy. We are coming to the end here. We are coming to the All end. All right. Okay. Now it's the next scene. For some reason, even though they've picked up uh, everything, right? The cameras, everything. Now, for some reason, she is still at the safe house across the street. She's still at, or is she at the safe house, or is she at her house? Oh, I don't know. I was kind of confused by that. Yeah, I'm. Is it was it her house? Because I, she said she lived close to the to the coffee shop. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I I could be wrong. I don't know. It's, I, I was like, uh, is true. it the safe okay. house or is it her house? Know. Okay, so then she goes. She goes to the she go she why does she go to his house then? So she sees uh the guy, I don't know, that that shifty eye, that teeny tiny guy, either yeah. walking out of his house or walking towards his house. That's why I think she's at the safe house, because the safe house is across the street. Okay. Yeah, she probably then that's probably true. So she but then when she goes in, he so okay, here's the weird thing. She goes, so I, cause I, I don't remember <laughs> if she sees him walking away. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't remember if she sees him walking away or walking towards the house. Mm-hmm. Either way, 
let's say she's he's walking towards the house, okay? Yeah. Okay. By the time she gets in the house, Carson's already knocked out cold. <laughs> knocked out cold. And the and the guy has somehow come around back around to the back to where now he's behind her. Yeah. And she has to she has to see now she's a detective who has no weapons on her. No weapons. Okay. Weapon. No weapons whatsoever. Nothing. So she's talking to him. Now let's say he's walking away from the house. Mm-hmm. He just knocked out Carson and now he's walking away. Well, then he comes back to the house for what reason? To I get don't know. the diamond? Why didn't he grab the diamond when he knocked out Carson? Yeah, because they apparently like, know where still- it is. Okay, wait. Lori. Here's the thing, too. She is a trained police officer. She's a, a trained, trained police, police officer. officer. If you saw the two things we just saw, he's passed out on the floor and, and a, a known criminal is walking either away or towards the house. Wouldn't you immediately call for backup? Wouldn't you? No, really- she just she just tells her partner, oh, I got to go. Yeah, <laughs> That's it. That's all she tells her partner. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You would tell the partner, call for backup. There's something going on there at the house, right? Yeah. And immediately that place would be flooded with police officers. No, she walks her like a big dummy. She sees him there. And then as she's examining him, you're right. The safe cracker comes in up behind her. And now- her. so it, no matter how he gets there, he takes off his glasses, which again yeah. is like supposed to be a threatening thing, but he's so teeny tiny that I'm like, dude, it just makes you look even more like a little kid. Yeah. So he takes his glasses. And I'm like, did he knock him out? Because I just can't see how that guy could yeah. knock out Carson. Yeah. So, and he's out cold. Carson is out cold. Like, to the point where I was like, is Carson dead? Yeah, yeah. So, Carson's out cold. So, then, he's basically saying, like, oh, like, they have, like, a nonsensical argument. No, where they're I, like, hey, I, it's I wanna, good to see you. I want to talk about this. So, we saw Carson and the safe cracker. I mean, they hated each other, hated, hated each it. other, hated each other in that coffee yes. house, right? Yeah. Then she's standing over the body and the safe cracker comes in. And he goes, told me you were pretty smart. He told me this. He told me that. He said this. He said you were a little this, a little that. I'm like, when are you having such a lengthy conversation about her? <laughs> yeah. How long did, how long did you just talk? For yeah, you guys you sit down at a cup of coffee. Yeah, like let me tell you about this girl I've been seeing. Like yeah, the stuff yeah. he knows, he's like he said he said you were pretty uh, s- smart as a whip or whatever he says to her. Right? Yeah, he says he likes a lot, but also hates you. Yeah, and it's like what? Yeah. Why so then, so then the FBI agent comes in and she's here's here's what I think is so funny. Yeah, she comes in and she's obviously not wearing any. Any kind of thing that shows that she's an FBI agent, right? Yeah. She doesn't have her gun on her. No, no. She's just sauntering in with her purse and a very, like, a cream-colored jacket yeah. looking very smug. Yeah. And the first thing the first thing that this, this detective <laughs> does is look at the situation and go, obviously, the FBI agent's here for me. <laughs> oh, well, cavalry has arrived. The FBI agent's here mm-hmm. for me. The, she's gonna bring you down, and then the the teeny weeny man goes, "Oh well, she's actually my partner." Yeah. And finally, Carson wakes up from his coma. Yeah. To go, that's not the an FBI agent. That's Bethany. Yeah. Still, like, literally, had to be given the information <laughs> to figure right. that out. Yeah, you're right. She didn't so figure now, that out. Can we get to Bethany's grand plan? Okay. Yeah, this, this woman is Beth- who's yeah. so smart. Bethany decides. 
I am so smart. I am now going to tell the, these people every single part of my plan. Yes. So Bethany is so smart. She's like, this is what I decided to do. So she left. She left the rain, the gem, the diamond crested reindeer mm-hmm. inside, which I don't know how she le- she got it inside. Yeah. They never mentioned that before, but I guess because uh, what's his face is a good forger. Maybe he mm-hmm. forged the the ornament or something. Yeah. So it left it inside this childhood ornament that Carson made for his mom who died. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she knew that he would never give it away. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I, and the one thing I knew he wouldn't give away this shitty ornament. And it yeah. was like, what, what is it? Like, what is, what is with these people being so smug about, about Christmas stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just like, just accept, you know, who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. Anyways. So her plan was to get the dot, get, figure out where the, the location, where he lived. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where the diamond was and to grab it. Yeah. Now, if that was her plan, she is the dumbest fucking person on the face of the <laughs> earth. Because the way she went about it was she infiltrated this detective agent. She infiltrated this police department yeah. as an FBI agent, had them go undercover, yeah. found out that this woman knew, met the guy, met her ex-husband, yeah. had hit her date him, mm-hmm. find out more about her. Yeah. She kept going, find out more about her, about the ex-wife, which yeah. is her. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Find out more about her. Yeah. All right. Never once asking, where's your storage unit? Where yeah. are you not finding out? She could have easily found out where, where he lived. Yeah. Easily. Like even even when she rented um, the house across the street from him, Lori. She rented the house across the street from him. Even when, yeah. So she knows where he lives. Not one point. Not at one point does she try and go get him out of the house so we can search the house. Nope, doesn't do that. Nothing. Right. She then sabotages herself. Yes. By calling him and saying. She, this Mackenzie is a police officer. That's the, which by no the way, sense. we don't, we don't, we, we didn't really, I, I brought it up before, but we didn't really address where Carson says, don't lie to me. She's a lot of things, but she's usually spawn on about this stuff, which I'm like, is this stuff meaning like you've dated women before who have been police officers? Because that's the only this stuff that that yeah. should be that yeah. that's a reference to. Yeah. So and by the way, she's spot on because she pretended to be an FBI person. It's not like she goes, that woman seems like a cop. No, yeah. she is pretending to be a police. She knows for a fact. She knows cop. for a fact. So she, so she then tells, so that way he would break up with her, so then they could go into the house and kill him and take the ornament. Why didn't she just do that to begin with, Lori? There. Why would you, if you were a master criminal and you yes. knew where the guy lived, you knew it was in an ornament, you knew it was Christmas time, you knew he loved Christmas, all you had to do was sit there and stake the place out, wait till he set up the Christmas tree, wait till he was at work, go in there. You, you what's so funny is they could even go in there and not even disturb the Christmas ornament. No, they could have just forged another Christmas ornament. Yeah. Put that one in its place. Yeah. And also, it's a diamond encrusted reindeer. Why didn't that guy go, hmm, this hollow ornament feels really heavy. <laughs> but also, okay, so that, that that's what she could have done. Gone in there, gotten the ornament at any time, and been out of there. No, They could have been in there like a thief in the night. 
like a yes. ghost. No one would even know they exist. They couldn't right? even like. Let's say you have to do it the way that she yeah. wanted to do, which is to yeah. some for, for some reason pretend to be FBI. Yeah. They could have done that the first night that he went on a date. Yes, the very you first night. That would have been a good plan. Let's get him out on a date, and we'll go in there while he's on the date. And get the ornament, but no, they didn't do. But any that of wasn't stuff. her plan to begin with, because she didn't know that he that that this detective met this man before before she infiltrated. So her whole thing was just to have him investigated. That's it. But that's. The but thing, then but- when she finds out that he knows him, then she should have changed her plan. No. But the that, other thing too is uh, then they actually prevented their own plan because they could. Then they're like, you know what? Now you have to put cameras in his house. Well, yeah, you have to put cameras in the house. You have to bug him. You have to trail him all the time. Yeah, if if you break in now, we're going to see you break into the house and steal that ornament. Also, she's with the captain 24-7, which she even says, this captain was so excited to work with the FBI. She would have brought me coffee. Why not just have the captain do a search and seizure and just take... Just say, like, we have good intel that one of the ornaments contains the reindeer. Yes. Just do that. (laughs) So anyways, so she's going on this whole long thing about how she's like, and then she pulls out a gun, which looks like it's four times bigger than any gun I've ever, uh, any handgun I've ever seen in my entire life. And she tells, she goes, I'm thinking of killing all three of you and just saying that you killed each other, which is like, how would that work? And nobody's going to believe that. And who are you saying this to? Who are you? Yeah. So then the, the cat, the, so then all of a sudden the, the police chief shows up and goes, uh, I rethink that. It's like, so the whole time she literally, she's supposed to be this criminal mastermind. She literally spends the entire time cu- expositioning herself into getting caught. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, one of the cops says, uh, Hey chief, uh, do you want to arrest the guy too? And she was like, Meh. no, wouldn't you just arrest him? Just, just to check, yeah, just to check it out. Like, yeah, we'll probably release him, but let's 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 you know, let's arrest him and see what's going on. You know, let me no. see if I have. I think I might. Uh, oh yeah. So then, then I I was at uh, a Wendy's drive-through when um uh when I found out that she was definitely the FBI agent because there's a part of me that was like, oh god, is she not? Is because they're leaving that on the floor if they just leave that. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I like I was literally at the drive thru going, I called it, I called it and then I scared the drive thru lady. Oh, that's why it sounded like you were driving. I was like, How is she driving? And and, and that makes sense. So then so then after this they have a brief conversation, uh the mother and the daughter. Very brief. The reason I bring this up is he's passed out on the floor, he he gives her a gift. He's like, oh, that gift is for you. He still can't get up off the floor. Can't get up off the floor. He's been knocked out so hard. That he can't, but then all of a sudden when she goes, go to the ambulance, he just gets up and walks the ambulance. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's the weirdest, weirdest thing. How does he do it so fast? And then they just close the ambulance door and that's the movie. And- well, so then, so then, so cause she had mentioned that she, her, when she was a kid, she collected these. Yeah. certain ornaments that look like very generic ornaments. Yeah. So she goes, it was so hard to find this one in the series and mm-hmm. we found it and we lost it. Yeah. So he found that ornament for her, which again, I would have been like, did he find this legally? Yeah. <laughs> Is this a legal find? Yeah. Cause we still don't know what he does. <laughs> we still don't know if he's a criminal or, you know, no, we don't know what he does for a living at all. 
Or her. So right now we know yeah. she's a cop, but yeah. Well, she knows she's a cop, but but so he doesn't. I mean, he well, he I guess he knows that now he knows now. But yeah. anyways, so he um, so then she the mother goes go to him, and so she runs. She literally runs across the street into the ambulance and gets you know goes down, and they're about to kiss. And the mom goes, hey, just so you know, Chris, you know, Christmas is tomorrow. I'm expecting to see you at Christmas dinner and bring liver treats for, you know, her dog. And also maybe bring a date. And and it was just and then they she turns to the guy and goes, would you like to come to Christmas? Di-? And it's before she can get it out. He kisses her probably because she he didn't want to come because he was probably going to break up with her because her family is crazy. Well, so- also. Hey, honey, do you want to bring the guy that we just arrested his ex-wife and all his friends for theft and they almost killed you and stuff like that? And, why don't you and we still don't know Christmas? what he does. We still don't know what he does for a living. He still he used to be a criminal. That's a good idea for my cop uh, daughter to be involved with him. And I'm the chief of police. Anyway, so that was Christmas catch. I asked you a question at the very beginning, Lori. I said, so far, where does this fall in line uh, with uh, Home for Harvest? For uh, you put a spell on me for uh, Christmas catch. Well, how would you rank these? Oh gosh, you know i I will say that I felt like overall, um, you cast a spell on me was a lot more interesting. I would mm-hmm. say not interesting. No, that's the wrong word. <laughs> you cast a spell on me had better acting and better. Um, better acting, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I would, I, but, but there was no, there were no stakes. So I would put that at the bottom because it was just boring. Oh, it wasn't okay. so bad. It was good. It was mm-hmm. just boring. Mm-hmm. Um, Home for Harvest was, I think for me, the number one, because it was so bad. It was, it was entertaining to watch. This one yeah. I would put, a close second though, mm-hmm. because there was some good at like Holly and the gay guy, but the writing was also terrible. Um, so, but I will say home for harvest was just so bad that it was like, it just made it a notch above. So okay. uh, to me, honestly, the there's not, I will remember that scene where she's at, at home for harvest, where she's at the, she's, you know, they're waiting to get the announcements of the judge of the, judge ruling and she's at the you know going hey are you busy hey like that to me is like one of the stupidest funniest things ever so i i think because of that i I have to give it to that so all right well we'll see you guys next time lauren decide what the next movie is well what do you think what do you guys what would you say um i gosh i i was you know i guess i had a different criteria because i would say you cast a spell on me, and I admitted this in the episode, maybe because it was right after the election or whatnot, and I just wanted something brainless like that. I felt, but I guess I was going on actual quality of movie. It's a better movie. The writing, because, but you know what's what's funny is with these movies, if it's set in a fantasy world, it's harder to knock it because you're like, well, they're witches, you know? Yeah, you can't really We're, not like this one. You could pick apart because it's actual like detectives and that's yeah. an actual thing whereas with witches you can't really knock because i mean you can write witches that any way you want yeah so. so uh i gosh i would say they're both really i would say I'm with you home for harvest is the craziest because of the avocado toast and the pumpkin puree uh, yes. lattes. <laughs> and um i forgot about the the viscous pumpkin latte yeah. like frappuccino with yeah. no pumpkin spice 
Um, it's funny. I was talking to my parents. They, I had them watch Home for Harvest afterwards. And they were like, that movie was really bad. And, and they liked those movies. And I go, yeah. And she goes, and that he didn't even toast the bread. I go, Ugh, don't even get me started on that. All right, well, why don't we call it a day there? Lori, you and I will discuss our next movie. I'm going to try and stick with this same writer. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> we should just say we just rip on this this guy's movies then. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll talk to you guys next time right here on, what do you think of the name Chapter and Verse? Hallmark Movies, Chapter and Verse. I don't know. We'll talk about it. Oh, I like it. Yeah, next time right here. 